Howdy folks, get ready to be blown away because today I have something absolutely mind-blowing to share with you. Brace yourselves for the most incredible upgrade to Adobe Photoshop since the introduction of layers. I present to you Adobe's revolutionary generative AI technology called Firefly, now seamlessly integrated into Photoshop. With Firefly, you can unleash your imagination and create jaw-dropping image manipulations like never before. It's non-destructive, it's mind-bogglingly awesome, it's now native to Photoshop, and it empowers you to let your creativity run wild with just a few simple text prompts. So buckle up, grab a cold one, and stay tuned as we dive deep into how this mind-blowing technology works right after this. Before we start, I just want to say a quick thank you to our friends over at Platypod for creating the handle. I've been looking for a way to raise up my microphone for ages, and this is just perfect. To find out what the handle is, head over to platypod.com and be amazed. Anyways, today we're about to witness a monumental shift in the world of image editing and retouching in Photoshop. Prepare to be amazed, because what I'm about to share with you will surpass even the awe-inspiring wonders of content-aware film. Say goodbye to yesterday's news because Adobe has just unleashed Generative Fill, a groundbreaking feature that allows you to generate practically anything you can imagine using simple text prompts and seamlessly integrate it into your images. While Adobe's text-to-image generator, Firefly, has been in beta for some time, having this text-to-image AI directly integrated into Photoshop as just another tool, is an absolute game changer. Want to add a motorcycle to your image? Consider it done. Need to extend your image with a single click? No problem. The possibilities are endless. You can transform anything, anywhere into anything else. Creating photorealistic changes to your images has never been easier. Welcome to the future. Now let's dive into the sheer power of this incredible technology. In the past few days, I've been experimenting with generative fill in Photoshop, enhancing my images and creating captivating variations that hold up even under close scrutiny. Or do they? If you're listening to the audio version of this episode, I highly recommend switching to our YouTube channel, where you can witness these mind-blowing transformations unfold before your very eyes. Don't worry, audio listeners. I'll also share the before and after images in the Camera Shake Facebook group and on Instagram. Wondering how you can get your hands on the latest version of Photoshop? Well, you're in luck. Adobe has just unveiled the newest Photoshop beta, complete with the incredible generative fill feature. Getting it is a breeze. Simply open up your Creative Cloud and download it directly from there. Once it's downloaded onto your computer, you're all set to let the magic happen. Although I have to just say one thing, I had a little bit of trouble installing it. Um, Although the beta version installed fine, the generative fill function just wasn't there. And so what I had to do was I had to actually delete my full version of Photoshop first, then uninstall the, the beta version that I had downloaded, and then just re-download the beta version just by itself. And then it was all there and it worked like magic, literally magic. I've chosen a handful of images to show you what generative fill can do or potentially can't do. We'll get to that. But if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, then I highly recommend, again, you know, hop over to YouTube so you can you can follow this and actually you, you can see what it is uh, that I'm doing and you can actually see for yourself how good or how bad generative fill performs. 
I'm going to try and do my best to describe the images and what's happening. Um, but if you want to hop over to YouTube, do it now. <laughs> this is the best time to do it. Okay, so I'm going to start with an image of the beautiful British beachside. <laughs> it was a terrible day. I was all overcast, very cloudy. It was, I think it was raining for most of the day. But this is, uh, is an image of the beautiful beaches of Great Yarmouth. Quite disappointing. Don't go there. If you have come to Britain, don't go there. Well, if you are in Great Yarmouth whilst you're listening to this, I apologize. But uh, it was a terrible day. Anyway, so we can see a beach. Uh, we can see the surf coming in and we can see some people um, and a, sort of a boardwalk in the background. Now, I know over the last few days, there's been a lot of talk about generative fill and the crazy things you can do with it. And, you know, the results are, well, mixed, I should say. But I'm going to start by showing you a really simple thing um, that I actually find really useful. I'm just going to get rid of this window here. Okay. Now, you can see a group of people standing on the beach. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to highlight this. Not highlight, I'm going to select it. And you can see this, this new contextual taskbar down here. And what happens is, depending on what tool you've picked, this will give you some uh, immediate actions that you can use with this particular tool. So I've chosen the lasso tool, and I've selected this group of people. And I'm going to click on Generative Fill. And up comes a text box that's now asking me for text prompts. And I'm not going to say very much. I'm just going to say Remove. Okay, then I'm going to click Generate. It's going to take a little time to do all of its thinking and its processing and everything. Um, and before you know it, it'll come back with the result. It takes longer than other tools, but I think that's because all the processing is done online. And now look at this. These people have just vanished. It's perfectly filled in the background. The people are gone. And you'd never know they were they were there. It's it's really done a perfect job in removing these people. Now you could say removing things is an old hat, because we've got other tools that can do exactly the same thing. Content aware fill being one of them. But let me just show you the difference. So I'm going to get rid of this generative layer that I've just generated, and we're back to where we started. So we can see the people on the beach again. Now I'm going to select them again. Okay, and now. I'm going to use content aware fill. So I'm going to click the shift and the backspace button. My fill menu is coming up. I'm going to make sure that content aware is selected. I'm going to press OK. Right. Have a look at that. That looks terrible. I'm just going to zoom in. You can see what it's done. It hasn't really done a good job at all. This is, it's picked little bits of the boardwork. It's, uh, I don't know, I don't even know what that is. Bits of the surf. It really hasn't done a good job at all. Whilst Generative Fill did a perfect job right from the beginning. So I'm just going to take this back. So here we go. We're back. We're looking at our people again. They've reappeared. I'm going to do this one more time. I'm just going to click the Generative Fill button on our contextual taskbar. I'm going to type in Remove <laughs> or Remive. Right, Remove. Click Generate. So one more time. It does take a little bit longer, like I said. It's you know, it has to generate, it has to process this in the background. And when I tried this last night, by the way, um, I have to say I got a lot of warning messages that the 
the system was overloaded. So it seems like a lot of people were playing with Photoshop beta and did it to fill last night. And then what happens is you get these, um, these pop-up windows. There you go. It's gone. It's done it. Again, it's perfectly removed those people. Even if we zoom in, there is not a trace. It's done an absolutely perfect job. So even if you use generative fill just simply to remove things, it appears to be a much better option than anything else we had in Photoshop so far. It does take longer, but it does a much better job. And if you think about it, you know, if you use uh, content-aware fill and you go into the content-aware menu, um, or you have to fix things afterwards because it hasn't done such a perfect job. I mean, this literally saved me a ton of time. So generative fill to remove objects works, as far as I can see, really, really well. So let's have a look at another image um, that I've picked. So, okay. So this uh, was an image that I that I shot during lockdown. I think it was... Um, a promotional image for a company that made soap bars or shampoo bars is what it was. And what we're looking at is basically an, an, an array, a pattern of white soap bars or shampoo bars on a blue background. And uh, one of the bars has a bunch of googly eyes on them. And another one's been replaced with a coconut shell. So that's what we're looking at. There's a pattern to it. And what I want to do is I want to extend this canvas, or this, I want to make this image bigger. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to choose the crop tool, I'm going to hit the option button, and I'm going to extend it. So as you can see, what's happening is it's extending it by the same amount on either side. And I'm going to do the same thing on the top and the bottom. So again, I click the tool, uh, the, the crop bar, the crop bar, the crop tool even, um, together with the option button, that didn't work. Let's do that one more time. There we go. All right. So now I've extended the canvas and I want to make this image bigger. So I'm gonna, just going to choose uh, my selection tool here. Now I'm going to select the image itself. And on my contextual taskbar, um, I have a number of other functions here. One of the things I can do is, is I can invert the selection. So what's happened now is it selected all the space, the empty space around the image. That's what I want to fill in. Now when I click on generative fill, now I'm not going to write anything into the prompt bit. So I'm not going to prompt it with anything. I'm just going to leave that empty and I'm just going to click generate and let's see what happens. Again, it's going to take its time to think. I might speed this bit up in the final episode, but we'll see. Um, we'll see how long it takes. It's going to take a few seconds. So maybe that's something that will improve in future releases when it, when it actually gets released in a proper Photoshop version. There you go. Have a look at that. That's pretty incredible. It's done a pretty damn awesome job. Um, there's a few things that need fixing. Um, you can see a little line here. I think that's where my, my selection was probably not that great. Um, I may have selected just a tiny little bit, maybe a pixel outside of the original image. Um, and then it's added some very strange googly eyes here. Um, but again, I could just go in there. Um, and I can just pick the lasso tool again. I could just 
select those. And then I go into the prompt bar and I'm just going to say remove again. See what it does. And most likely it's going to remove those weird looking googly eyes. <laughs> they look so weird. I'm tempted to leave them in. And there you go. Perfect. Now it's done a really good job in recognizing the pattern and it's basically extended the image. Um, it's missed out one down here. That's weird. Um, but again, it's really sped up the process. If I had to do that manually, it would have taken me a lot longer. And even though it's not 100% perfect, and there's a couple of things um, that would need fixing. I might have to, you know, probably would go back and uh, do a better selection um, and it would probably fix that. But what it actually does is it creates extra layers, um, extra mask layers called generative layer one and two. Um, and you can turn these on and off. So it's completely non-destructive. So you can always go back and you know redo something or try something again. The other thing that it does is it also gives you variation options here. You can see in this variation, it's actually done a much better job in keeping the pattern going. It's also not added any additional googly eyes. So really, once you look through your variations, you most likely find something that's much closer to what you want to achieve. Um, in actual fact, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know what to say. That's... I think that's humor built in to this whole thing. So here, in the third variation, it's created some extra googly eyes, uh, and they look kind of freaky. <laughs> but that's not what we want. Anyway, so if we went with variation two on this particular image, that's actually pretty perfect, um, except for that line again. That's just down to my, um, my selection that I didn't do particularly well. But there you go. Anyway, so in terms of extending an image, it's done a pretty darn good job. Well done, Photoshop. Okay, let's have a look at a third image here. Okay, so here is a shot of a beer bottle. It's on a wooden table. It's a square crop and a gray back background uh, that has some texture on it. So there's really nothing much in this image. And what I want to do is I want to see if I can replace this beer bottle with another type of bottle. So let's see. So first of all, what I'm going to do is I'm going to select the area around the beer bottle. And again, it's just a really crude selection. I'm not selecting the beer bottle itself. I'm just going to select the wider area around the beer bottle. So it's just done with the lasso tool. And, you know, it takes two seconds to do it. Right, I'm going to click on generative fill. And now I want to replace that with a whiskey bottle. So I'm just going to tell it whiskey bottle. See what happens. It's going to start doing its computations again. Again, it's going to use the Adobe service, I suppose, to um, to calculate all of that. It's going to take a few seconds. But whilst we're doing that, we can see what the end result is. So at the moment, I'm looking at a... Ooh. Wowzers. Okay. It has actually completely removed the original beer bottle and has replaced it with... A whiskey bottle um, and it's filled in the background behind the beer bottle as well so where the selection went wider than the original beer bottle it's filled in that that background as well it's done a pretty good job i mean it's not again it's not perfect there might be a little bit of stamp tool action and you know might need doing on this but okay let's have a look at the variations so it, it will always give you three variations so let's have a look that was 
Number one. That's number two. Okay, another whiskey bottle. Different shape. Very interesting shape. Um, again, filled with whiskey. Looking pretty good. And bottle number three. Again, a different... But it really has done an amazingly good job. Um, what's really incredible about about this one is that we can see some fingerprints on the bottle as well. Um, it's a glass bottle and it's also picking up where the light is coming from in this shot and it's basically lit the bottle pretty accurately. That's really incredible. It basically analyzes the image, it figures out where the light source is, although in this case it's done a pretty decent job, I have to say. This is amazing. We just click through those again. This is variation one, variation two, and variation three. So that's the fastest way that you could replace a bottle with another bottle in an image. No doubt. I mean, hands down, that took no time at all. That's incredible. And what it does, again, it generates a generative layer with a mask, and you could probably work on that mask as well. Okay, so far... I am suitably impressed, but let's have a look at the next image. Okay, so here's an image of our friend Dave Williams. Um, he's pouring coffee into a coffee jar type of a thing. Um, and what's what's happening is he's holding a glass jar that's filled with coffee and he's basically pouring it into like a coffee, yeah, I don't know what that's called, like coffee carafe thingy thing. And uh, in front of him, he's got a, a coffee spoon on a table. Um, that's one of the images I think I shot with him for the three eights in a row project. But okay, so let's see. First of all, I just want to remove this coffee spoon. This coffee spoon is on a wooden table. And I just want to see how well it does in replacing the background and carrying on the pattern in the wood. So let's have a look. So again, I'm going to click on generative fill. Just going to type in remove. That's it selected the area around the coffee spoon. It does this little song and dance thing. Um, it'll take a minute to compute. I'm pretty sure in future versions this is going to speed up quite dramatically. Uh, and again, I'm just com coming back to what happened last night. Whoa, look at that. That has perfectly removed the coffee spoon and has perfectly interpreted the wood pattern and filled that in. That is a much better result then content aware was done. Uh, so as an object removal tool, generative fill is mind-blowingly awesome. So that is, again, very, very impressive. Okay, but that's another thing I want to do. And I'm thinking that I would like to replace the coffee the coffee that's in the jar and the coffee that's pouring into the coffee, I don't even, I really don't know what that thing is called, the, the coffee maker thingy. Um, I'm going to, I want to replace that with water. So what I'm going to do is, again, I'm going to use the lasso tool and I'm just going to do a super crude um, selection of the coffee in the jar and I'm going to select the, the coffee as it is pouring into the, the coffee, let's call it coffee maker mug thingy. Okay, cool. Now, okay, I've made a super crude selection. Again, uh, the selection does include bits of um, Dave's t-shirt and the the pattern on it. 
and I'm gonna click on the generative fill button and I'm gonna just write in water, that's it. Or water, whichever way you wanna pronounce it, water. There we are, right, here we go. Gonna hit generate and we'll see what happens. Again, computations are going on. I bet there's like some super quick designers um, over or retouches over at Photoshop headquarters there, just super quickly with a mega scale. Whoa. Okay. If you are listening to the audio version and you're not on YouTube, I will put that image on the Facebook group um, and on the social media because that is, if you know, look at that. What it has done is it has replaced the coffee in the jar and the coffee that was pouring into the coffee muck thingy. It has perfectly replaced that with water that is transparent. It has filled in the, the bits of Dave's hand that were hidden by the coffee, covered by the coffee. It has filled in the pattern on Dave's t-shirt in a very realistic fashion. And it literally has just replaced, and it has kept the transparency of the water as well. That is mind-blowing. I can't say enough. That is incredible. That basically means I can replace that coffee with just about anything I want in a matter of seconds. That's extremely impressive. It's also filled in some of the bits of the muck down here. Um, if you look down there, um, where the, I'm just going to click, I'm going to turn this, this layer on and off. So have a look at that. That's the original coffee. You can see the coffee was hiding bits of, or parts of Dave's hand. Um, and it's perfectly replaced the background. So Dave's t-shirt, um, what would I say perfectly? I mean, it's, it looks perfect. It's interpreted as somewhat, but you know, that is an incredible result. That just completely blows my mind. <laughs> it's also worked with. Uh, it's changed the reflection on the on the glass jar and the actually coffee jar a little bit. Um, but it looks very very realistic. And if you didn't know that that wasn't there before, you would never be able to tell. Um, of course, there's some coffee grains on the jar itself. Um, I didn't select those, so therefore it hasn't touched those. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know what you think. Let me know what you think in the comments or, you know, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. Again, if you haven't joined the Facebook group, go ahead and do that because uh, I'll be putting these images up on the Facebook group. Um, and you can, you can have a look at that. But please let me know what you think. Have you played with, uh, with Generative Fill already? Have you had a chance? What were your results like? Were they bordering on the ridiculous or did you get some really awesome results so far as far as replacing objects or removing objects concerned and um extending the canvas of an image is concerned the results have been absolutely incredible all right let's have a look at the next image okay so on this image um this is an image of myself in a Sort of a lumberjack type of a pose. I'm sitting in a shed, um, holding an axe, looking thoughtfully into the distance. I think that was the idea. 
and around me is a whole bunch of crap. Um, we've got some, I don't know, we've got some wood, we got some old sack stuff there, and it's crap in the background. There's a, there's a knife. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Now, I want to totally change this image into, well, I'm going to give it a pirate kind of a vibe. So, and let's see, let's really test this uh, generative fill feature. I'm going to turn this into a pirate type of image. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give myself a pirate hat. So I'm going to select an area with my lasso tool. I'm going to select an area that's broadly the shape of a pirate hat. Okay, so I'm going to draw a pirate hat. So, I mean, well, <laughs> here we go. We're going to hit generative fill. I'm going to write black pirate, ooh, should spell it correctly, black pirate hat. All right, black pirate hat. We hit generate, see what happens. Again, it's doing its little song and dance, little Photoshop, Adobe dwarfs back at HQ are doing their work super quickly. Okay, that's a pirate hat. Uh, let's have a look at the variations. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. So we've got three variations of a pirate hat. Uh, I only go with variation two. And that's kind of... That's closest to what I had in mind. Okay. <clears throat> so these variations look a little bit comical. Um, and they look very stuck on. So you know that has to be said. But, you know, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. But it has... Created a pirate hat. Well, um, and okay, we'll just carry on with our little pirate transformation. All right, so what we'll do next is there isn't a decent pirate out there without a parrot. So we're going to select an area just above my shoulder and I'm going to hit generative fill again. And in the prompt bar, I'm going to write, um, I'm going to write parrot sitting on a shoulder. All right, pirate sitting on shoulder. That's what I want. Let's hit generate. Wait for the magic to happen. See what's happening. Again, our friends at Adobe feverishly working away to make this happen. Let's see what's... <laughs> I'm looking forward to the results. Right, okay. All right, so we got parrot here. Got variations. Ooh. Look at that. Parrot number three. I think that's what it's going to be. Now, the first two are, well, they are parrots, but they're not exactly sitting on my shoulder. But number three is, and I like that. I could hit generate again. If I hit generate again, I'll get another three variations. And we'll just see what else it can give me. That's basically telling Photoshop, you know, didn't do a particularly good job. So let's see what's going on. Oh, three more parrots. Again, number two is pretty good. Um, I think if I'd widened my selection a little bit and select more of my shoulder, it'd probably look a little bit more. <laughs> That's sitting on it. What was that? Bit of a mistake, right? I'm still going to go with this variation here. So we have our white parrot. 
what's amazing with this again it's red the light in the image and actually that parrot is lit from the same direction as as my face is so the shadows match really quite well that's pretty incredible and very impressive of course there's no pirate without a treasure map so what i'm going to do is i'm going to select an area here and tow this this sack i love the texture of that sack oh by the way um so i've selected an area in the shape of a treasure map and what i'm going to do is i want it to look really old so i'm going to type in old looking treasure map hit generate see what happens now we can th maybe we can think ahead and come up with some ideas for other pirates um, objects Ooh, check it out here we go that's our treasure map um, it's actually created an old looking treasure map and again we've got three variations you can have a look I like the first one the first one it's got a little bit more texture to it it looks a little burned around the edges I like it a lot let's just let's keep that that's pretty cool okay so let's put a treasure chest right here on the floor so we've got some space there I'm going to select an area on the floor and I'm going to type in treasure chest. Hit generate. So, so far we've generated a odd looking pirate head. We've put a parrot on my shoulder and we added a treasure map. Wowzers. Okay, cool. So here's a treasure chest. Again, we've got three variations. We're going to go through them amazing look at that here's added an open treasure chest complete with gold in it and a gold chain and here's a treasure chest that's actually really it looks great and again the light on it is surprisingly accurate including the reflections and everything it's it's really amazing how well it's blended the treasure chest in it's also created a shadow underneath um, so it really looks like, yeah, it looks pretty good. I would probably add a little bit of noise in the end just to blend in a little bit better. But, you know, for our intended purposes, it's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, it looks like it could actually be there. Fantastic. Okay, so, ah, I know what we need. So we've got a treasure chest. We need a little bit of, of treasure. So I'm going to select an area in front of the treasure chest again part of the floor okay and what i want to do is i want to add some gold coins what were they called pieces of eight so pieces of eight coins Oop, and i can't spell okay so hit generate let's see what it does so maybe just some gold coins strewn all over the floor there in that little area. I'll see what it can give me. I like the fact that, it, that it's giving me three different variations because as you go through them, you'll find that some of them are better than others. Well, this, okay, cool. So we literally have some coins on the floor. Amazing. I like this one. Variation three does it for me. There's some golden silver coins strewn across the floor they're pretty amazing i don't think that anybody could tell 
whether those are real or not. That looks extremely convincing. And again, it's created shadows in the right direction and the lighting on it, on it is perfect. There's some reflections on the metal of the coins as well. They look very convincing. That is incredible. Oh, I need a pirate belt buckle. So I'm going to select an area again with the lasso tool, just in the general area where the belt buckle would be. And I'm going to type in pirate belt buckle. Let's see what happens. Hit generate. I would say some of it looks very realistic. Some of it looks um, kind of stuck on. <laughs> okay, there you go, pirate belt buckles. All right. Okay. I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go for belt buckle. All right, let's go for the golden belt buckle there. Now we clearly need a big bushy beard. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to select an area of my face and I'm going to bring that over and down around the axe that I'm holding. And so I'm basically just selecting the general area where I want my big bushy beard to be. So I'm going to type in big black bushy beard and hit generate again. See what happens. Can't wait for those generations. That'd be hilarious. So it's doing his computing thing again. You can see it takes a few seconds, but actually... Let me know what you think. Okay, so here on uh, on this variation here, you can see some things off down here. The top part looks okay, but then it's done something down here that doesn't really doesn't really work. But again, you could go into the mask and fix that quite easily. You could just mask it out, no problem. Um, here it's created a really nice beard, and again, there's something weird happening down there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this one here. That'll do it. It's given me a much bushier beard than I had originally, right? Okay, cool. So, what else do we need to... Look at these coins as well. So we've got, we've got the chest, we've got the map, we've got the coins, we've got that belt buckle. <laughs> we've got... The hat doesn't... Okay, the hat isn't my favorite, but, um, but yeah, it'll do for now. Anyway, cool. So, what else do we need? Um, we've got a bushy beard. Ooh, I know. We've got some space there behind me here on the wall. And what I want to do is I want to select an area here roughly in the shape of a picture. And what I want to add there is um, I want to add a framed oil painting of a pirate captain. So let's do that. Framed oil painting of... Oh. Pirate Captain. It'd be interesting to see what the result is on that one now. Okay, well, it's it's added some kind of hat, and it's a head. Where is something weird? Okay, that's a bit weird. Okay, well, I mean, it has given me some interesting options. <laughs> some interesting picture frames. All right, I'm going to go with this one. Why not? Why not? Not, not the, the sort of frame I had in mind, but I could have clarified that in the prompt, probably. So, but for now, I think that's that's pretty cool. 
We're okay. Um, what else does a pirate need? Oh, I know what a pirate needs. A pirate needs a cutlass. If I put in pirate sword, maybe it just doesn't know what a cutlass is. Oh, let's try that. Okay, let's have a look at these. Okay, well, the sword action is not convincing. Maybe let's get rid of that layer. Maybe if we select um, a slightly bigger area. I don't know. Let's do that again. Last attempt. Pirate sword. See what happens now. So we can figure out what a pirate sword is. Or we'll see. Oh, okay. That looks much more like a sword. Okay. Alright, well, that's actually... Not exactly... I mean... It does have piratey features. Um, yeah, I mean... Okay, let's keep that. That's a sword. That's a sword. That's the best result we've we've got from our prompt. Again, sometimes it's just a matter of refining your your prompts, and sometimes it's just a matter of trying it several times so that it gives you you know a number of of different variations. I guess it just needs to learn. All right, one last thing. Let's do one last thing. Um, why don't we add a cactus? I don't know why. It just feels like that's the right thing to say. I'm gonna. I'm going to draw a very crude shape of a cactus there, just to the left of me. And I'm going to type in Mexican cactus, because that's the only thing I can think of. Hit generate, and we'll see what it does. Um, but we got there in the end. We got halfway decent. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. The cactus. So, look. Okay. <laughs> that looks... Comical. Not as sure it's got its cactus generation down to a T. Uh, and again, this may just be a matter of, you know, creating a better selection or something. But uh, okay, we'll, we'll keep this just for shits and giggles, as I say. Um, okay. So what do you think? Let me know what you think. This is fairly comical. Um, I think... It's done better in the you know removal tasks and uh, and in the, in the replacement tasks, and, and again the image extension bit was was really impressive. Um, adding things in, it does work. Does it look a hundred percent realistic? No. Some things look better than others. The coins on the floor are really impressive. Even that treasure chest can work with that. Um, it looks a little bit too clean, so it would need some some noise on there. Just you know, just to um, blend it into the into the image. But the lighting is good on it. The reflection is good on it. Um, it's a treasure chest, you know. Uh, the parrot looks, you know, on closer inspection, if I zoom in a little bit, you can see how it looks. You know, I mean, it's a parrot, but it's a little bit of, it looks a bit flat. There's a lot of detail missing. Um, and the pirate head does look pretty fake, as to be said. I mean, that's that just doesn't look like I'm really wearing a pirate head. The beard, however... The beard, I challenge anyone to identify that as not a real beard. That looks amazing. The way he has created the beard, the mustache bit around my mouth, I think it's actually it's created, recreated my mouth a little bit. Um, that's The lighting on it is, is excellent. You see these little patches where the skin um, shines through. That looks like a pretty damn realistic beard. 
it's perfectly tucked away behind the X. It doesn't come over the X. It's it really done an incredible job in that. Uh, the image in the background, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a slightly comical, bit of a cartoonish look. Um, I think the cactus, we call that a total fail. The f- <laughs> I mean, what can I say? Uh, the treasure map... I mean, when you look at it closely, it doesn't really... I don't know how anybody could find anything on that map. This doesn't look like it makes a lot of sense. But again, it's created burnt etches. Um, it's created a shadow for it as well. I mean, it looks like it could it could actually be there. I mean, it, it does look not 100% realistic, I would say, but it's, it's a pretty damn good effort. And if you remember that this is really... You know, this is the start of something. Like, we're really looking at the infancy of that technology. Um, Just imagine what that could be like in a year's time. At the rate that this technology is developing uh, in a year from now, we're probably going to be looking at completely different um, type of capabilities. Again, the belt buckle, or actually, when the belt buckle is, the amazing thing is, is that it's orientated really correctly. I mean, it's basically figured out how that belt buckle would sit on me slightly turned to the side. Um, it's really, you know, it's not, not the greatest belt buckle I've ever seen. But again, we could just, you know, regenerate and regenerate and come up with lots of different uh, variations. The sword in the back, well, that was a bit of a struggle to get that. But you can see, you know, if you, if you, um, if you persist, you can get a decent result at some point. It might just take a little bit of time. Um, but again, the light on it is really good. Um, it's, it looks like, you know, it looks like it could actually possibly be there. Um, you know, maybe from a distance it looks a little bit stuck on, but hey, I think the coins are probably the thing that, that impresses me the most in this one, the coins on the floor and the treasure chests are probably, that's probably, those are two things that I think are the most impressive in, in this particular image. So all in all, you can see where we are with this. It's not perfect by a long stretch, but it's super easy. Now, one final, final image. Uh, This is an image of me doing housework. Um, That's what I normally do. I do a little bit of housework and I jump around. (laughs) And so I'm doing the hoovering or the vacuuming, uh, depending on which side of the pond you're at. I'm in my living room. I'm surrounded by guitars. Um, There's an effects pedal um, on the floor. There's some sheets of music on the floor. Um, there's a jazz guitar on the right-hand side and uh, my favorite guitar of all time, um, my last pole on the right. Uh, I'm literally flying in the air and I'm hoovering at the same time. Now, there's a lot of space. I want to add some things in. I just want to have some super quick fun with this. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to select some areas and I'm going uh, to add in some friends. So, some animal friends. I'm going to select this area here just in front of the couch and I'm going to add a raccoon because... As you probably know, if you've been following this podcast for some time, you probably know that my favorite animals ever are raccoons. So, you know, if I could, I would have a pet raccoon. (laughs) It would totally destroy my house, but, you know, who cares? It's a raccoon. Opposable thumbs. That's what I'm saying. So we're waiting for it to generate, and it's added in a raccoon. Okay, let's go crazy with the raccoons. Let's do another raccoon over here. Let's do the same thing. We're going to time in. Raccoon. I'm going to give myself a whole bunch of raccoony friends in this image. 
So we're generating again. I might just speed up this bit and we'll talk about the end result um, in a minute. There we are, a whole bunch of raccoons in this image doing all sorts of different things, sitting on my amp, sitting on my yucca plant, uh, sitting on my back, on the couch, hanging around, doing stuff. Some of them look better than others, I should say. Um, they don't necessarily look 100% super photorealistic, but yeah, I mean, it's early days. It's early days. Um, it has definitely created raccoons in lots of different positions, doing different things. Uh, and it's created shadows. It has this one here peeking into the picture. This is, yeah, it is, it is quite impressive. It's not perfect, like I said. Now, remember, if you want to see all of those images, um, head over to our Facebook group. Again, go to Facebook and just type in Camera Shake Podcast, search in groups, I guess. And, uh, and that's where it'll be. The link is down in the description. Um, let me know what you think of this whole idea of generative fill. Um, it'd be, I'd be really interested to hear your opinions. Is it scary? Is it the future? Um, do you think it's just not there yet? Or can you see really useful applications for it? Uh, right now, I think Photoshop or Adobe are saying that they'll include generative fill in, I think, the second half or may maybe the maybe the, the third or the fourth quarter of 2023. Um, at the moment, it's available in the beta version. All you have to do is go to the Creative Cloud and uh, search for beta versions. You can download it there. As we wrap up this mind-boggling journey into AI-generated image manipulation, let's take a moment to ponder the pros and cons it brings to the world of photography and art. Now, these nifty technologies like generative fill and text-to-image AI have opened up a whole new realm of possibilities. You can effortlessly tweak and enhance images with a few simple prompts. It's like having a digital genie at your service. On one hand, this AI wizardry is a game changer for photographers and artists. It lets you unleash your wildest creative ideas, making the impossible possible. You can seamlessly blend elements into your work faster than ever before. And seriously, have you seen the jaw-dropping realism it achieves? It's mind-blowing how AI blurs the line between what's real and what's digitally crafted. Now, bear in mind that this technology is only in its infancy. Some of the results were, to put it mildly, amusing. But you can clearly see where this is going. Right now, it's part of the beta version. By the time Adobe releases the full version, it'll have improved. And in a couple of years from now, well, just imagine the possibilities. Especially at the rate this stuff is developing. But hold up, let's not overlook the downsides here. AI-generated image manipulation makes us question the authenticity of art and photography. How do we know what's genuine anymore when we can alter reality with a few clicks? Are we losing the human touch and the unique quirks that make art special? These algorithms can be a bit too perfect, you know. And let's not forget the ethical stuff. With easy access to AI manipulation tools, there's a real risk of misinformation, manipulation, and trust issues. We've got to use this power responsibly, folks, and not let it turn us into digital tricksters. So in the end, the future of photography and art lies in finding that sweet spot between human creativity and AI assistance. We can't deny the awesome convenience AI brings, but we also got to cherish the raw talent and genuine expression of human artists. It's like a delicate dance. Let's embrace the tech 
but never forget the soul behind the art. Okay, folks, that's all for today. I hope your brains are suitably frazzled and you're looking forward to where this new technology leads us. And for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this podcast, did you know that there's a fully-fledged video version on YouTube with plenty of examples of our guest photography in full Technicolor? All you have to do is go over to YouTube, search for Camera Shake Podcast, and you'll be able to watch all past episodes on there. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, we'd love to hear it. Your comments are incredibly valuable to us and help us improve our content. So please don't hesitate to share your thoughts. Remember to hit the like button, ring the bell, and share with your friends. You can help us reach a greater audience all over the world. Once again, thank you for listening and watching, and I'll see you next Thursday. Bye.